My name is Livia Scaglione, and welcome to GANA, which stands for Great American Novel Analysis. Today, we are going to talk about the book One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. As a child, I was extremely shy, and when I was in school, I scarcely raised my hand because I didn't want to speak in front of the class. Yet this particular instance, I had to. As we all sat on the rug in front of the board, my small, timid hand began to raise in the air. The teacher said, yes, Livia, and pointed toward me. A quiet voice raised from the back of the rug. May I please use the bathroom? The teacher did not even think about her response, but immediately replied, no, in a harsh tone. My face turned bright red as all the students turned their heads and stared at me. But as I think about this moment as a 17-year-old, it makes me angry. As children, we are taught to not question authority, to listen to our parents, our coaches, our teachers. Yet, as we grow older, it feels more natural to challenge authority. This leads me to a question that's popped through my mind various times while reading the book. Should we always listen to authority even though we know their actions are unjust? In my personal opinion, I believe we should stand up to authority when we know their actions are wrong. Now, you may be wondering how this relates to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Well, in the book, Nurse Ratched is viewed as a figure of authority. In the beginning of the book, the chief explains how almost everyone obeys the nurse's orders, even if they are unjust. Yet, this all changes when McMurphy shows up on the ward and begins to resist the nurse's regulations. One of my favorite parts of the book is when Nurse Ratched refuses to let the men watch the World Series, even when enough men voted to watch the game. As a result, McMurphy convinces the other men in the war to stop completing their daily work duties and sit in front of the blank TV. As the patients sat there watching the blank screen, I found myself rooting for them. Yet, I was also terrified for them. What would Nurse Ratchet do to punish them for refusing to work? Nurse Ratchet ultimately decided to not punish McMurphy, and to see if his rebellious actions would soon fizzle out with time. And she was right. As soon as McMurphy found out the nurse controlled the length of his commitment, McMurphy stopped acting out. This was by far my least favorite part of the book. McMurphy had been the rebellious hero I was rooting for all along. He had the power to change the unjust rules of the ward and create better lives for the patients that would be there far after he left. Yet, my hope came to a cease as McMurphy's rebellious actions halted. But going through challenges is part of a hero's journey. McMurphy reminds me a lot of the main protagonist, Milkman Dead, in the novel Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. Both McMurphy and Milkman start off as selfish, yet turn to heroes as the novel evolves. Milkman, like McMurphy, as he tries to discover his family roots, goes through multiple hardships. Milkman is being chased down by Guitar and wanted dead by Hagar. Yet Milkman perseveres and becomes a hero by discovering the story of his ancestors. Likewise, we see McMurphy endure a struggle of not wanting his commitment to be prolonged by his actions. And McMurphy takes a big step back from his usual defiance. But, just like all great heroes, McMurphy returns to his actions and becomes the savior the other patients need. Although, not without another attempt by the big nurse to bring McMurphy down. This time, Nurse Ratchet attempts to turn the patients against McMurphy by convincing them that McMurphy is helping them out in return for his own gain. The patients turn against McMurphy, yet McMurphy proves himself to be a hero after all by fighting the guards who make George use soap. This resulted in him being sent up to Disturbed, 
to receive electroshock treatments. After McMurphy plans a party on the hospital ward and nearly strangles the nurse to death, Nurse Ratchet turns McMurphy into a vegetable through leptonomy, and McMurphy is ultimately killed by the chief, who believes his friend rather be dead than serve as an example to the other patients of what happens when you resist the nurse. What fascinates me most about this book is that the antagonist, Nurse Ratchet, is a woman. You may ask why this is such a big deal, but you must remember the book takes place in the 1950s, a time when both men and women conformed with gender roles. American television shows, magazines, and the Cold War reinforced domesticity for women. But when reading the book, I feel like it was taking place in today's world, where it's not uncommon to see women in positions of power, like being a CEO of a company. In the book, Nurse Ratchet enforces her rule over all the men in the ward, and Harding even remarks to McMurphy how, we are all victims of a matriarchy here. While Nurse Ratchet is the primary antagonist of the novel, the chief's mother is also an antagonist, who convinces the chief's father to sell their land, which causes him to lose his identity and become a drunk, resulting in his death and the chief's hospitalization. Most women in the novel are portrayed as the ones holding the power, and most abuse their power. Why would the women do this? I believe it is because the women want to show how they are not inferior to men, and therefore feel the need to greatly exert their power. Now, you may be wondering why this book is considered a great American novel. Well, in the book, Kesey represents the oppression that existed in mental hospitals throughout the 1950s, including the use of electrotherapy to treat patients and strict inhumane rules. Kesey allows future generations of readers to understand the oppression that existed in mental hospitals throughout the 1950s, and this contributes to the book being called a great American novel. Yet, what I think Kesey does so well in the book is create a microcosm of society through the hospital ward. Society is a combine, as the chief calls it, where oppression is almost ubiquitous. But the hospital is also a combine filled with oppression. As the chief receives electrotherapy treatments, he remembers a nursery rhyme from his childhood. It goes something like, Ting, tingle, tingle, tremble toes. She's a good fisherman. Catches hens, put him in pens. Wire, blyer, limber, lock. Three geese in a flock. One flew east, one flew west, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. O-U-T spells out, goose swoops down and plucks you out. This nursery rhyme represents the oppression of the hospital. The nurse is the fisherman who catches the hens, aka the patients, and puts them in pens, aka the hospital. Whereas McMurphy is the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest, aka the hospital, and is a savior who sacrifices himself to help out his fellow patients. He plucks out the chief, freeing him from the hospital. This book is a great American novel because of how relevant this message still is today. When I turned on the news the other day, I saw police officers using their power to kill innocent people, causing riots to erupt around the country. More than ever, we need a McMurphy. We need someone to fly over the cuckoo's nest and save us from the tyranny brutality, and injustice of society. Will that person be you? Thank you for listening today. Please subscribe to our channel.